Five Minutes with Mark Twain, Episode 2. Truth is stranger than fiction, but it is because fiction is obliged to stick to possibilities. Truth isn't. When an honest writer discovers an imposition, it's his simple duty to strip it bare and hurl it down from its place of honor. No matter who suffers by it, any other course would render him unworthy of the public confidence. It is a beautiful and satisfying story and true to which it is the best part of a story or indeed of any other thing. Even liars have to admit that they are intelligent liars. I am not one of those who in his impressing opinions confine themselves to facts. I don't know anything that Mars good literature so completely as too much truth. Facts contain a deal of poetry, but you can't use too many of them without damaging your literature. Genius lives in a world of its own, in palaces of enchantment. Everybody lives, but only genius lives richly, sumptuously, imperially. Hunger is the handmaid of genius. Plain clarity is better than ornate obscurity. With a hundred words to do it with, the literary artisan could catch that airy thought and tie it down and reduce it to a cabbage. But the artist does it with twenty and the results is a flower. My friend, I seem to grow more and more bewildered. Your observations are wholly incomprehensible to me. Cannot you simplify them in some way? At first, I thought perhaps I understood you, but I grope now. Would it not expedite matters if you restricted yourself to categorical statements of fact unencumbered with obstructing accumulations of metaphor and allegory? Some authors overdo the stage directions. They elaborate quite beyond necessity. They spend so much time and take up so much room in telling us how a person said a thing and how he looked and acted when he said that he got tired and wish he hadn't said it at all. There's one thing which I can't stand and won't stand from many people. That is sham sentimentality. The kind a schoolgirl puts into her graduating composition. The sort that makes up the original poetry column of a country newspaper. The rot that deals in the happy days of yore. The sweet yet melancholy past with its blighted hopes and its vanished dreams and all that sort of drivel. Pretty much may not be elegant English, but it is high time it was. There's no elegant word or phrase which means just what it means. Damn the subjunctive. It brings all of our writers to shame. She will never, never, never learn to punctuate while she lives. 
This is her demon. The adverb is mine. As to the adjective, when in doubt, strike it out. God only exhibits his thunder and lightning at intervals, and so they always command attention. These are God's adjectives. You thunder and lightning too much, the reader ceases to get under the bed by and by. Amongst wasn't among. Good enough? And don't you see that your smug of which has turned that sentence into reporter's English? To start right certainly is essential. I have proved this too many times to doubt it. 25 or 30 years ago, I began a story. Four times I started it in the wrong way and it wouldn't go. Three times I discovered my mistakes after writing about 100 pages. I discovered it the fourth time when I had written 400 pages. Then I gave it up and put the whole thing in the fire. And that's episode two of Five Minutes with Mark Twain.